This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 61 of the Stable Scoop Radio Show on the Horse Radio Network. New equine organizations. Please support our sponsors as they make this show possible. Equestrian Collections brings the whole universe of equestrian shopping to your fingertips at a price you can afford. Visit them at equestriancollections.com. And also to Easy Signs Online, the number one farm sign company in the United States. Order online easily at easysignsonline.com. Welcome to the Stable Scoop, with weekly shows delivered right to you. With Helena and Glenn the Geek, live from the stable, it's every week. They bring you the news through hail or high water, while using their tails as their own fly swatters. Sit on down and laugh till your poop calls. It's time again for Stable School. Stable School. Stable School. Stable School. This is Glenn the Geek. And this is Helena B. And you're listening to the Stable Scoop Radio Show on the Horse Radio Network. Well, hi, Helena. We're not laughing our heads off today. No, so. but give it time. We'll get there. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed or not, but I left all that in last week, and we got a lot of comments about it. <laughs> I, I, I didn't see the comment. I don't uh, get to see the comment, I took, but I'm glad you left it in. I left part of the funny part in at the beginning there, and then I put the rest at the end of the show. For those people who stayed all the way at the end, got to hear a whole bunch of bloopers at the end of the show. So, <laughs> Oh, my gosh. That was the funniest part. <laughs> yeah, I I, the, the record button had long been turned off, and I was still laughing and I know. spewing. <laughs> I know. Uh, I we had fun last week. It was a good show. If you missed it, uh, Equestrian Collections came on, and, and they they really did provide us with some fall and winter products to talk about for mountain horse and blankets and things. So if you missed that show, go back and listen to it. It was a fun show. Just go to StableScoop.com. You can listen anytime to the past episodes. That was episode 60. I also wanted to mention that the drawing, the giveaway that they so kindly did for us is still going on at, a, at the website. Go to StableScoop.com. You'll see a big banner right in the middle of the page, uh, and you can go win one of three items that they donated, a pair of mountain horse socks. They also donated one of the very nice mountain horse jackets. It's worth 140 bucks. Uh, that's one of the Mountain Horse Ladies Arena jackets we talked about. Remember In that, that beautiful pale blue color. Yep. And then they also donated one of the Horseware New Market Human Throw Rugs, the uh, the blankets that they have for humans now. Uh, so they, they donated that as well. So, right. yeah, they, they we have three great items there. They're up. Uh, you can just register to win right now, right on the website at StableScoop.com. Just follow the big banner in the middle of the page. So that is still available. All right. I like the giveaway stuff. I know. I know. It's good stuff. It's really good stuff, actually. No, I think I kind of want one of those blankets for myself because, you know, it is football season and horse shows are still going on. And it's fun to kind of wrap yourself up in something nice and cozy when you're watching other people ride because you can't. That's right. (laughs) Did you get your horse back yet? My horse is back. He is settled in. Oh, Oh, my gosh. Did I, did I didn't talk about this last week? No. 
Oh, no, I my. didn't know your horse was. Uh, we should say for those that just joined us, Selena recently moved a couple hours south of where she was before and into Rhode Island, and uh, her horse stayed behind for a little while. You know, everything, I just, I'm such a true believer in everything you experience with your animals, good and bad, is it only makes you a better horse person because, um, you know, Zeke just was not, he was not interested in loading um, into any trailer that was, that, that had less than three, three, stalls so he wouldn't he really wasn't interested in going in like a, a two stall straight load whether it was step up or ramp or what um so i was kind of worried that he wouldn't load but the shipper came and she had a, a beautiful five horse um rig it was a gooseneck and she, it was a slant load and had all kinds of room and space and he just walked right on he shipped quietly he walked right off went into his new stall maybe he called out once or twice made nicey-nicey with the quarter horse mare in the stall next to him and started eating. Like, well, you know, what more could a horse give back to his owner than that? Now, is it close to where you are at your house? Yeah, it's like a quarter mile. Oh, wow, you could walk there. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and there's only seven horses on the property, um, and she's got 30 acres, so he's got plenty of turnout. Uh, which, you know, sound doesn't, you know, to a lot of people across the country, it goes, well, why is that so important? In New England, that's important. Because it's huge. there's not so much turnout. <laughs> no, no. And and to have just seven horses with that much space to share is, is also very rare. Yeah, you're lucky <clears throat> you get a half an acre in New England for turnout for your horse. Yeah. yeah. So that's so, great. Well, yeah, congratulations. So, thank you. That's your horse thank back. You. I know. Oh, not that I can ride. Now the together again. <laughs> exactly. All under the... the uh, <laughs> Yeah, the umbrella of love. Well, today we we have we're talking with two guests uh, from two different equestrian organizations that we stumbled across over the past couple of weeks. One of them is called EquestrianProfessional.com, and we're going to learn more about that. And the other one's called the Women's Horse Industry Association, and they're at Women'sHorseIndustry.com. So we're going to get them both on. We thought it would be fun to have them on, talk about what they do and, you know, what they're trying to accomplish there. And, you know, hopefully you can find something that you'd be interested in and something that uh, might, you know, trip your trigger uh, and, and cause you to want to go there and check them out. Trip your trigger? Yeah, is that, what was that <laughs> saying? Did I get that one wrong, Helena? I don't know, but it sounds so 80s. It does sound 80s. Hey, baby. It? It's almost 70s, actually. <laughs> yeah, 70s. I'm going to trip your trigger. It's very horsey Well, you know what? We're filming the Secretariat movie here in Lexington right now, and there's a lot of 70s going on here. There's a lot of 70s automobiles and 70s people dressed in 70s clothing. So, so you got gonna, your 70s mojo we're on? Got, yeah, we've got se- very 70s <laughs> disco here. You know, that's what I should have done is change the uh, theme music to disco this week. Oh, yeah. we can disco it up. <laughs> we, can, we can put some disco graphics. That will date both of us. Um, so th- the first guest we have coming on with us today is Elizabeth McMillan of EquestrianProfessional.com. Uh, EquestrianProfessional.com is a private members-only resource and support system for professional equestrians who want to build more profitable businesses to achieve highly successful equestrian careers. That's what it says right on the website. It's nice that this is out there because, I mean, even just a few years ago, um, an organization like this may have existed, but because of the power of the Internet and new media, they can actually attract some viable members and become a, a great supportive organization, something that, that helps um, equine organizations go a little bit broader. And it's funny you yeah. say that because that's where I met him was on Facebook. 
Yeah. Uh, I found them on Facebook, or they found us, one or the other, and uh, that's where I got to know her a little bit and thought, well, we need to have her on. And then the, the next guest, actually, after Elizabeth is on, uh, her, she goes by Lizzie, uh, is, is a group called the Women's Horse Industry.com. So we'll get uh, her on in just a moment, too, and find out what that's all about. But first, let's talk to uh, Lizzie McMillan of EquestrianProfessional.com. Well, welcome to the Stable Scoop Show, Lizzie. We're really happy to have you here. Thank you. Happy to Actually, be here. I'm particularly happy to have you here because um, my background, aside from the Stable Scoop Show, is helping bring horse business owners together with marketing and technology so they can improve their bottom line. And um, so far in this industry, I haven't really found many organizations that think horse businesses can be profitable, let alone create a support system like you have um, to that end. So I'm really glad to see that you're out there and that your organization is is successful and growing. Can you tell us a little bit about um, what what is the goal of Equestrian Professional and what prompted you to start it? Um, I started it because I saw a real need and I had been doing some equestrian business consulting and coaching prior to um, starting at the equestrianprofessional.com site. Um, I had a lot of, I was in the horse business myself and had a lot of um, friends in the horse business. And I saw people running into um, similar problems sort of again and again and again and felt that something could be done about it. And so I started the equestrian professional site to provide support and resources to horse professionals. Would you say the resources are information, business information? It's a combination. Um, Business information, um, marketing information, and tools. Um, We have quite a few calculators on the site that are specifically set up for horse businesses that um, help horse business owners understand how to do things like figure out their profit margins or um, develop a marketing calendar um, so that they learn how to use the tools themselves, right. but in a way that makes sense to them. Right, right. So what do you, what do you think is the biggest, I don't want to say downfall, what is the biggest area that horse businesses lack when it comes to business knowledge and expertise? Oh, that's a tough one. Um, it's complicated. I think that Overall, the horse business is a very, very tough business because the profit margins tend to be very slim. So you have that on on one side. And then you have that it's a very time-consuming business so far as taking care of the animals and competing and doing well in the, you know, in the show ring and, you know, or breeding or whatever else you're doing. It doesn't really matter what aspect you participate in or how you participate in the horse business. If you're dealing with horses, it's time-consuming. Um, and then you have the emotional part because it's a highly emotionally charged sport because people care about their horses and the trainers care about the horses and the riders care. So there's a lot of emotion involved too. So you have, I think, you have time, you have that it's financially difficult, and you have that it's emotionally charged. In a moment, and you'll those, receive an email message asking you to confirm your email address. That's my fault. Sorry about that. I was on your website <laughs> and uh, just signed up for your email so I could get the, the, 
thought that voice sounded familiar. Yeah. So, so I could get the 10 best ways to make your horse business more profitable, because I was thinking I could make the Horse Radio Network more profitable. And then your little guy came you. up and scared yeah. us to death. It's mostly for horse trainers and riders and things, but that may help you too, Glenn. That's okay. Well, I was giving it a try there. I just got a plug-in for your... Uh, Ten best ways, and then the little guy came up. So sorry about that. <laughs> so so go back again. So oh, those those three points are kind of interesting. Th- I think there's three things that make it tough: the profit margins, um, that it's incredibly time consuming. So far as working in the business, um, so horse professionals are usually so busy working in their business they don't have a lot of time to work on their business. Right. Um, and. And I think that, you know, that, and then there's the emotional aspect of it too. So it just, it tends to be a really, really difficult business. And although a lot of mainstream um, practices are helpful, they don't always quite work unless they're um, adapted to work for horse professionals. And right. so I think that that sort of is the role that we play at Equestrian Professional is that we, um, we take mainstream business and marketing tools, but we help to craft them so they work better for actual horse business, so they work in real life. Um, do you be- have, is there, do the, the tools um, that you have and the resources, are, do they function pretty well across disciplines, or do you find that you really have to customize them for, um, you know, a Western horse business versus, you know, um, an eventing barn or a dressage barn? Uh, do you think that the foundation of what you're offering is is pretty broad, or does it have to be compartmentalized to to be effective? I, I would say it's a little bit of both. There's um, most of the tools. There's a, a baseline of tools that I think are very broad and that apply to horse businesses across the board. And I speak for a lot of organizations around the country, and I've been very different ones with different types of breeds and different types of riding. And I find that um, most of what you know we talk about and most of the tools on the site are pretty they, they they match across the board however what i will say is that a professional rider is going to need to be thinking about very different things when it comes to their career than a boarding stable operator and the marketing can be a little bit different but so far it's like career planning and um and how you market yourself or your business i think that can be different depending on what um your role is in the horse business. It's not necessarily what type of horse you're working with or what um, discipline you participate in, but more what you're doing every day for your living. Yeah, and it's true of any business. And any business, the fundamentals are still the same. You still have to have yeah. good bookkeeping. You still have to have good budgeting. You still have to do all those things that any business has to do. Uh, and then there's the nuances to that business that make it unique to yours. Right, and she's saying that right. you then have to take that basic business knowledge, adapt it to the horse industry, and then further adapt it to your specific use yeah. of it. Yeah. And you know, right. one of the things, I, I just got your email because it worked very slick here. Um, <laughs> so I encourage people to sign up and get the 10 best ways to make your horse business more profitable. And number one is the one that I found over and over again. Helene and I constantly have people coming to us because we've started many horse businesses and, and uh, we've been around the industry for a long time. And they come to us all the time saying, I got this idea. I had it happen to me last week again. I have this idea, and I just want to run with it. And, you know, again, they're not doing much background research and that kind of thing. But one of, number one you have here is discover and develop your unique value proposition. That is the most important thing. If you're getting into any business, you've got to figure out why 
why you're different and what is different about what you're doing. If you're doing the same thing that everybody else is doing, you're just going to be one of many. Right. You have to figure out, if you're doing the same thing that everybody else is doing, you have to figure out how to do it differently to make you unique. And, and that could be your barn, that could be a, your boarding stable, it could be anything. But, you know, I don't know if you want to expand upon that, but it's just the most important thing. And I'm sure that's why you have it as number one. Yes, that's why it's number one. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's actually, it's really funny because whenever I start talking about value propositions, my husband's eyes glaze over and he's like, oh, don't talk about that anymore. And I'm like, but it's the most important thing. Um, it's the most important thing because it is what you have to offer that has tangible value to the customer. And unless you are offering something that has tangible value, you should not be in business. If well, yeah, does that make does that make I mean that sounds maybe well, a little harsh, but, but no, no, it does but, make sense. But and it a has lot of to people, be a little different than everybody else is offering. Yes, it needs to you need to have your own unique value proposition, but I think it begins with having a value proposition. Well, at all. yeah, having something <laughs> valuable, right? <laughs> and then, and then I think it becomes unique because, you know, like um, you may be the best person in the area for starting young horses on the flat, or you may be. So you begin to figure out what differentiates you from your competition. But I think you have to start with just providing basic value and knowing what that means. Well, that's a good a, a good example, and knowing what that means. I, I think there's a fair amount of um, men and women who've started horse businesses who know horses very well. Um, and perhaps they're educated in horses, but not educated in business. So a lot of the terms, like tangible value, I, I do watch other people's eyes glaze over. And sometimes you have to break it down into horse terms. You, you have to use analogies and, you know, um, business plans and marketing plans. When you start throwing all of this at um, someone who's just worked around horses all their lives and is very good at it, I think it can get a little bit overwhelming and intimidating. Yes. So what do we say to those people? Like you, this, is, this isn't as difficult as it sounds, and can we break it down into easy-to-swallow bites for them? Well, I hope that the site does that. Um, the site lets people come in and work at their own pace, and they can pick and choose the things that um, they feel like resonates with them or what challenges they're facing. I also think that the economy has been a huge wake-up call for the entire country, but especially people in the horse business, because it's not working anymore to just be good at what you do. Um, you're, people are finding that they're having to be very, very – they're having to learn to be good at the business end because they can, their business won't survive unless they do. Yeah. Um, well, so and part I, of it is motivation. And I think it's interesting that you started this site in a bad economy. Um, be, because it, you could, when the economy is booming, everybody can slide a bit. Yeah. Everybody makes a little money. It's when the economy goes the way it is now that the true, the true professionals come out. Um, and the ones who are taking the time to do, to do all of these 10 things that you have here, they're the ones that really are going to make it. And what we end up with is a leaner, a leaner, better economy, whether that's in the horse world or anywhere else. But this is exactly the right time for her to start a site exactly. like this in a down economy because it's, it, it's that um, life preserver that's being thrown out to these small business owners exactly when they need it. 
but you know, you said something too. You you mentioned the word time, and that's the biggest thing with horse people that I've found is they never think they have the time to deal with this stuff. Well, if you don't right. deal with this stuff, you're going to have all the time you need. <laughs> <laughs> But sometimes they need a helping hand. I mean, who honestly, though, it's the squeaky wheel. When you're worried about, um, you, you know, hay and grain and shavings and your employees and, uh, you know, workman's comp or or just, you know, the needy mayor, uh, it's hard to, to take an hour a week even and focus on just your business. So it, what it, do you it – is, It is really hard. How do you, what do you say to people like that who say, I really don't have the time to focus, focus on this. I want to, but honestly, I, I just can't. What do you say? How, how do we help those folks? Well, I think that the key is, is that a well-run business is much more efficient and far less expensive to run than one that is not well-run. So in the, long, in the long run, at the end of the day, by just taking an hour a week or even at some, pe- some people come on the site an hour every day or 20 minutes every day just to read one article or do an exercise, and what they find is that the return they get on their time investment is um, so beneficial that they can't imagine them not working on their business. Right. If you make your business more efficient, you're going to have more time. If you make it to where it's more profitable, you're going to sleep better at night and you'll be better off. You know. <laughs> it's, it kind of is that you have to decide whether you want to break that vicious cycle or not. And I want to encourage people to break that, whether it's you know coming on to a question professional or just taking the time to set aside a couple hours a week to really think about how their business is working as a business. I think that that time is well spent. Yeah. And and if even even 5 minutes on a website like this if you can pull down one tip, it might save you an hour a week or yes. you know or 5 minutes a day. 5 minutes a day times 7 days, that's over half an hour of time you've just saved and that or can it might be... keep you from losing a client. Right. And when you look at how much um time and effort is invested in the clients and um and running your business, sometimes it's you know, if one of the things I see commonly is that because horse professionals don't, they may have a value proposition, but they may not know how to articulate it. And so then they don't know how to communicate to their clients what is, you know, what's the, what are the benefits of doing business with them. And so sometimes they um, don't get clients they should have based on their talent. Right. Um, and sometimes they lose clients that they shouldn't have just because they weren't good at communicating with them. And it, it wasn't a matter of whether they were doing a good job or not. They didn't know how to communicate the job they were doing. And, and that's, that's one of the things we see really frequently. And it's coming from a, as a customer, as a client, I've experienced both. I've, I've ridden and trained with um, professionals who are fabulous at what they do. They are so gifted, and yet their, their lack of business knowledge has made it difficult to be their customer. Yeah. And then the other way around is as you're looking for, you know, other service providers, somebody who's got a really outdated website or who doesn't answer their phone or doesn't even have an answering machine, something as simple as that, you can say, geez, these, you know, these guys must never be around. And yet you could have a, the perfect match, you know, the, the perfect service provider for you. But because you can't get in touch with them, like you said, it, there's a client they should be getting, but they're not. Right. And that's really much, hey, hello, this is for all of you horse business owners out there. That's me. I want to give you my money. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> just let me know how to find you. Well, well you I know, think anybody who's on the web, which is where the customers are, I think it's, what is it, um, 80% of customers or people on the web find local businesses on the web. So that's where these horse professionals' customers are, is online. And if that customer cannot find you, um, they may end up at your competition or, you know, they may just get frustrated and give up. You know, they may finally find you, but, you know, they may not. They may give up. Right. Well, I wanted to uh, ask you, is yours a membership? Well, let's speak about your business a little bit. How's it been doing since you started? I think it's been doing great. Um, I... uh, beeping over here sorry um we are growing steadily and um you know i would say we started out pretty slow because it was a a new business i um i opened the doors in uh sorry i thought i turned off my phone i'm just doing that now um we we launched the website in november of last year and um, i think now we have about about 300 active members and um Another couple hundred that kind of come and go, and by active I mean they they um, either sign they've either signed up for an annual membership or they consistently renew their monthly memberships. And then we also have um, it's about oh thirty five hundred four thousand people who subscribe to our newsletter. Right. And I think what's really neat about our our group and the members and the subscribers is that. They're passionate about what they do, and they're from all over the world. And so it's really, it's really interesting um, on the forums, watching people compare notes or um, just hearing about how different horse businesses are operating in different parts of the country in different disciplines, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so it's, it's a lot of fun. Now, is your is the membership? What's the membership run? It's 150 for a year. Or fourteen ninety five per month, and and they can get the they can actually get the email for free just by signing up. Right Email's free, website. yeah. Yep. Right. So if you want a taste of really what you're getting for your hundred and fifty dollars, get get the uh, get the free email first. But I will tell you, um, I love what you're promoting on this site and what your organization is promoting. I really think that it's the kind of place where you could spend ten fifteen minutes and pull down a very useful piece of information that could save you a lot of time and money. And something else they, they have uh, that's free is their Facebook fan page, which you can yeah. find a link to right on your website. And I think I, I do think that's where, where we met. Um, and and uh, you put a lot of good stuff up there as well. So We try to. We, and we try to have quite a lot of um, community resources or free resources for people in the horse industry. Um, so, like, there's the newsletter, and then we have free seminars from time to time. Um, and you have 4,600 yeah, fans. That's not too shabby in the horse world. <laughs> oh, <right now. laughs> yes. 4,602 now. <laughs> <laughs> well, congratulations again, and uh, good luck with this. We'll keep in touch with you uh, and see how things are going. Keep in touch with us as well. We will. Thank you very much. Well, that was great. It was good to talk to Lizzie. I, I had never talked to her in person before. I, we've been communicating by email, so it was fun to actually chat with her. She seems dynamic and like the kind of person that should be running this site. So Exactly. exactly. So I really, good. really just think that what, what she's got up there is wonderful. I'm so happy to see it there. And it's spe- just... Speaking of dynamic, we should talk a little bit about Equestrian Collections. We had Chris on last week, and she is the master of marketing. So yeah. <laughs> uh, let's just talk a little about Equestrian Collections, and we'll be right back, and we'll get Catherine Masters on the phone. 
If you missed last week's episode, please stop back and take a listen as we did a whole episode on the fall and winter merchandise, some of it that's now available at equestriancollections.com. We just touched on some of the mountain horse stuff and some of the blankets, but it was a fun episode just to talk about, about horse products that you can buy. And if you're looking for anything in the fall and winter line for yourself or for your horse, Check over to the hundreds of options that they have at equestriancollections.com. Stop by there first before you go place that order with the with your traditional spot. Take a look at equestriancollections.com first. You'll find anything that you want over there, plus you'll also find it at a fantastic price. Plus, we have a discount for you. If you spend more than $120, you can get $10 off with the coupon code STABLESCOOP. When you're checking out, just use this coupon code STABLESCOOP, two words, and you'll get $10 off your next order of $120 or more. So for all of your fall and winter items, stop over to equestriancollections.com. Well, Catherine Masters um, of the Women's Horse Industry.com is an amazing woman. If only looking at her accomplishments over the last 35 years. Um, the WHIA, Women's Horse Industry Association, is the brainchild of Catherine Masters. She does have over 35 years experience in the world of marketing, public relations, television production, and sports and association management. Most recently, she sold the National Women's Football Association because, yes, she owned it and could therefore sell it. Uh, That was one of the most successful women's tackle football leagues in the world. There's a new sport for you, Helena. Oh, I could never survive. (laughs) I'd go paint to watch you get tackled. No, no, please. (laughs) I eat enough dirt just riding my horse around town. No, I don't want to do that. So You're a New Yorker. That should be right up your alley. No, it's pavement that I can hit, not dirt. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, I'm really – I'm excited to talk to everybody. I'm super excited to talk to Catherine because she just has so much experience. And she's got a variety of experience, and she's bringing that all into this – latest project of horse of hers which is so important to women in the horse industry um the women's horse industry.com is the website and it, it's a collection of resources i'm um, not unlike equestrianprofessional.com it just comes from a slightly different perspective uh well, but let's get her on here and see yeah. what she has to say well hi Catherine. welcome to the stable scoop show we appreciate you being on today well it's my pleasure to be here well, you know, you have a resume a mile long. You kind of humble uh, uh, Helena and I a little bit today with all of your uh, credentials. You've been involved in almost every sport there is out there for women. Yeah, I really have. I've uh, tried to do my best to help the women in the sports world. Why horses now? You've you just sold. We we, we were just joking here a little bit that uh, Helena has a new career in the women's tackle football league, which I'd like to see. <laughs> but um, you, you you had the National Women's Football Association. What was that? Well, that was about forty teams around the country that I ran for nine years, and they played you know regular NFL type football. Wow, is it still it's still in existence then? I don't know. I sold it to the owners, and then they couldn't run it very well, and I don't know what they've done with it. Wow. Okay. So why why horses? Have you always been interested in horses? or? Well, the, the, the truth of the matter is, is I, I'm a big horse racing fan, and I've always loved watching horses race, show, jump, whatever. I just really think they're beautiful to watch. So uh, I was trying to find some information about the racing industry, 
and I got really frustrated, and I couldn't find anything about the jockeys or the trainers or the owners. And during my research, I found all these other things that women were involved in, and, and so many women were involved in the horse industry. So I thought, well, gosh, let me go find their association. Well, there wasn't one. <laughs> so I said, God, man, man, I need to start one. I know how to do this. So I uh, sent out a press release one day about 3 or 4 o'clock in the afternoon, and it got picked up, and Blood Horse and uh, The Horse and a couple other publications put a little note on their websites, and my email boxes exploded. Wow. Just exploded. I had to uh, enlist my daughter to help me and the girl that used to work for me in the football league to help me to just get all the members listed that were signing up. And how many members are there now? We have close to 560. Are they and mostly started, racing related or are they going, you know, you, you're spanning all disciplines? No, no, not racing, actually. We have everything from miniature horses to mules. We have <laughs> dressage, hunter jumpers, uh, trail riders, you know, show people, everything. And what's the point of the, the organization? What, what do you, what's the benefit to your members? It's just a real simple mission we have. You know, we're a business organization you know, a business networking group. And all we do is try to help our members be more successful financially by either sharing information about how to do business better or hooking them up with other members who want to buy their products or services. So yeah, so it really truly is a networking organization. Is there is there a membership fee to become a member? or? It's really reasonable. It's $50 a year. Okay. Not bad. And, <clears throat> and for yeah. that, they get what? Well, they get listed in our in our big directory. They get access to all the members' areas on the website. Uh, we have a newsletter that goes out every seven to ten days. They get you know they can put free information in that. Uh, we do everything for them. You know whatever they need us to do, we'll help them. And I see here that you actually have a, a conference coming up. Is this your first conference actually? First conference. We figured it would be kind of fun to get everybody together to. Uh, let them meet one another, and I could get to meet them all as well, and let them do business with one another. So we've had a really good response, and we're hoping to have about 100 people there. And this is at in, in Louisville? It's in Louisville, November 3rd and 4th. And it's in Kentucky, down my way here. And, and I have you, to ask, wait, wait, I have yeah, to ask the yeah. question about the conference, because having traveled to many conferences in the IT industry, the the uh, what's the cool thing that's going on? Obviously, you get information, and you've got all these experts. What kind of fun can uh, your members expect at this conference? Well, we're, you know, we have a lot of things going on. We have great panels and great speakers. And at uh, on Tuesday, uh, we're having the the luncheon, and I'll play like Phil Donahue or Oprah and walk around the room with a mic and let everybody stand up, say who they are, what they do, what they need, what they what they have. So we'll do some real one on one networking with the whole group. And then, of course, you know, in Louisville, there's a lot of things to do. They can go to the track. They can uh, go down to their, I think there's a big center downtown that's uh, at night pretty big. I forget the name of it. Yep, there is, and I forget the name of it, too. Been there. <laughs> yeah, so they can party party till you know, the cows come home. And I see you've got a fellow who's going to be speaking by the name of Dave Burns. So I'm wondering then that you, you, you're going to let men in on this little gig. We actually have a couple of supporting members, you know, and I, I tell my members and I tell the guys, you know, if, if you're not intimidated by women and you want to help us, we'd love to have you, just, you know, be a part <laughs> of it. There's your ticket, Glenn. There I'll you tell go. you what, I'm right there. Well, uh, and you know, it's, it's really great. I mean, we have to be realistic, you know. 
we don't know everything, and, and the men are half of the population. So, you know, if they want to contribute and teach us things, hey, more power to them. When you have some interesting guests coming to this, actually, I was just looking through the roster here. You have some guests from the like bookkeeping side. You know that we were just on with uh, with Lizzie from EquestrianProfessional.com, and we were talking about some of the pitfalls that. Uh, that befall the people in the horse industry. And I think that's one we missed is that it is so difficult at the end of a long day to sit down and actually do your books, do the bookkeeping and things like that. That's one of the hardest things and one of the biggest pitfalls of horse businesses is they get behind on that. And it is one of the most important things. Well, it is. And, and not only do we have an EQ bookkeeping coming in, but we have an exhibitor, a guy named Bob Valentine, who's a professor at, I think, Colorado State, and he's got something called eGenie, uh, which is, you know, a software program that helps you manage your farm and horse business as well. Well, I'd never heard of that one. No, yeah. I'm going to have to look that one up. Yeah, I have to look that <laughs> one up. <laughs> See, we learned something here today. It's called eGenie. Well, there's a free plug for eGenie. Free yeah. plug eGenie, yeah. If you go on our website, on the front page, we have uh, some of the icons of some of the exhibitors. Yeah, it's equinegenie.com. Yeah, if you click on his, it'll take you to his site. Ah, oh, well, we're going to have to talk to Equine Genie. And yeah, uh, you also, sorry, you, you have, um, I'm, I was also browsing through some of the speakers who are coming up. Um, Dr. Sheila Lyons, who um, I know of her work, and that's, she's going to be a, a great person to speak there. I'd love to listen to her. Yeah, she's going to be great. We're, uh, we're excited to have her. Well, this is great. I tell you what. So, what's the ultimate goal here? What's what? What's your what? What do you want to? Where do you want to be in two or three years with the women's horse industry? I want the I want five thousand members all over the world because you know we have uh, chapters getting started in England and Germany and Australia, and we have about thirty members already in Canada. And you know, I want women to be able to connect with each other and really learn how and do business with one another. That's kind of interesting. You use the word chapters. Do Are you encouraging local chapters even within the U.S.? Is that something that might spin off from this? It may down the road once we, you know, once we get so many members that it'd be hard to, you know, handle it from a national level. Right. When we get a couple of thousand, yeah, I think we'll probably have to do that. Okay. Because it but, would be, know, I mean, it would be nice to, you know, kind of um, – Go down to your local community center and know that you're having a women's and women and horse industry little uh, meeting. Yep. yep, we're thinking about doing it. That's Where are you for located? Sure. Where are you located anyway? I see you're doing this in Louisville. Um, no, I'm, I'm in Nashville. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah, I'll be I'm down coming. there next month. Actually, we're spending the weekend with after the Christmas decorations go up. Oh yeah, Opryland. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a <laughs> yeah. great place at Christmas time. Place mm-hmm. it's huge. I mean, it's so big. It's, it has its own zip code. Yeah, get the Gaylord Hotel. <laughs> you can. What we went to the Gaylord last year and walked around the Gaylord Hotel. For anybody who doesn't know, is about the size. We were talking about football fields. About the size of a thousand of them. And, yeah, and you know, it's, I think they employ like ten thousand people. And it's huge. It took us three hours to walk around the inside of the hotel and see the Christmas decorations. <laughs> when I wow. First moved, I first moved here about 15 years ago for the music industry. I, I went there for a music event, and, you know, everybody at that time was wearing cowboy boots. So I had, I had my new pair of boots on. <laughs> you <and> had blisters. <laughs> and I was in an Opryland Hotel, and I can't tell you how painful it was to walk around here. <laughs> it's I a mean, that place 
that place is really it's just humongous. They have water. They this is in the middle of the hotel. They have waterfalls. They have a stream that goes through. They do gondola. It's just unbelievable place. Boat ride in the middle of the hotel, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. So, so is this some place you thought you've done a lot of different things and had a very? I mean, just talking to you about what you've done over the past uh, number of years is interesting enough. And I, I mentioned uh, induct, inducted into the American Football Hall of Fame. How did that come about? I guess they just thought what I was doing was neat, and they thought they should give me some kind of recognition recognition for it. Wow. And that was one. You yeah, know? that's pretty. I neat. mean, I just <laughs> my whole mission in life is to help others and. And uh, if I can do it on a, you know, and they all seem to need, especially in the horse industry, the women really seem to love their horses, but they don't love business yet. And they've got to learn that that's a big part of it. You know, it's, it's the same like in the music industry. You know, a lot of the artists and the musicians are great performers, but they're terrible business people. Right. And, and, and it's so important, no matter what kind of business you're in, that, I mean, I may love tennis, but if I, I I need to understand the business end of it. To and make I a living love, at it. Yeah, and I may love horses, but I've got to understand how to make money and how to manage my money and how to market my business. Well, that's very interesting that you say that because that it's the theme here today, isn't it, Helena, with our previous guest as well. Um, I mean, that has been the theme through this entire show. It, it has, and it's it's not uncommon, but, it you know, um, bringing – I think just – you know, no offense to men, but I think once you put women together, um, you put them in a group, they do well in learning from each other and supporting one another. So, you know, I think Catherine is in the right path in in terms of um, just starting that foundation for for us to get to know one another. Just join the first, you know, even if you don't immediately see what the benefit is, get involved, become a member. Go to the conference because, you, you know, you can be sitting down next to somebody and who knows what kind of business relationship or networking relationship you might strike up with that person or what you could learn from that person. Um, and everybody knows, everybody knows somebody, you know? Right. And, and I, I mean, was, look at Facebook and, and, and Twitter and that is – that epitomizes what networking can do for you, for a, for a community. But, you know, it, the other thing is that, you know, a lot of people join organizations – and they don't they don't participate. In other words, you know, uh, we ask them to send stuff for the newsletter. You know, I should be bombarded with stuff. And I, you know, I maybe get fifteen twenty articles. Hmm. Uh, and it's like women have to really learn that that when they hire a new trainer, that's news. You know, when their when their big horse has a baby, that's news. They have to learn to promote their businesses better. A lot of them, and when I was I. Before I started the association and in my research, I found out that there were a ton of people that did not have websites. And I'm thinking, how on earth can you run a business nowadays mm-hmm. without a website? Yep. Yeah, that, and that's true in the horse industry. We tend, we always say that the horse industry tends to run about two years behind technologically wise. Um, there's, I just made up a couple of words. Um, so, you know, we do tend to run a little bit behind. That has been catching up, I think, with the help of Facebook and Twitter and things like that. Uh, the horse world is catching up, and, and shows like ours, they're figuring it out. Um, but I'll tell you what, we are plain running out of time. But I wanted to mention that this, uh, this conference is November 3rd and 4th. It's in Louisville. It's, it's very inexpensive. Uh, your, your members of your association are 100 bucks. non-members 125 
you know, I just paid almost a thousand to go out to Blog World Expo in Vegas yep. next week. So this is very affordable. Reasonable, yeah. And we suggest joining the 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 uh, the membership because I'm going to do it for fifty dollars. I'm doing it. You know, and, and when you do, you, you know, we always ask our new members to send us a couple of paragraphs about who they are and what they do. And we do a member spotlight on them. I mean, goodness, right you on, don't even have to get up from your desk. No, and we put it right on the website for everybody to see. You know, and, and we want people to understand the quality of the people that are in the horse industry. And that's what I've been so impressed with is the quality of our members. Well, that's you know, they're great. really solid individuals, and they just need a little bit of help in marketing and promoting. Right. Well, I'm going to say to you, welcome to the horse world. Thank uh, you so much. Out, I've, been, I've been well received. Well, that's good. I mean, and if not, you 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 had professional football women, so uh, you could probably take care of things. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a good lead lead into yeah, uh, horse women. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I would think if you're going to start big, you're going to go with horses. But my goodness, <laughs> I think <laughs> women football players is going to be a little bit bigger. Thanks, Catherine. I think, I think what, what you guys are doing is great as well. You know, the more information we can get out there and share, the better. Well, that's why we're here. So, well, Catherine, we appreciate it, and we'll talk to you again soon. All right, and please send people to our website. It's all spelled out womenshorseindustry.com. And there'll be a link in our show notes as well. Thanks, Catherine. Well, that was fun. And, you know, that recurring theme kept coming through, I think. And I think it's more important now than ever with the economy the way it is. We in the horse industry really, really have to start thinking and acting like business people rather than the horse people. Right. Uh, or, or, you know, most of there's going to be a lot of people that don't make it and there's going to be a lot of shaking out here. But the ones who are smart about it and do take that hour, a week, hour, half an hour a day to, to invest in their own business, not just the horses that are part of their business or the riders that are part of their business, but their business. Mm-hmm. I think it, that's one of the most important things. The key is that it, it can be done. You can make a living in horses. Yes. I, you know, I've, that's an uphill battle that I've been fighting forever, telling people, you can do this, you can do this. And, and it just takes a little bit of knowledge and a little bit of streamlining. And find but out what your uniqueness is. What makes you unique? And I think that's mm-hmm. part of why the Horse Radio Network has done so well, is, is we're pretty unique in this space. That, you know, we're the ones. And there's, an, there's, there's one other thing that we are the ones. There's, there's one other thing that kind of goes hand in hand with that that I want to tell people is yeah. in terms of – because, you know, that, that one line item, that one tip, find out what makes you unique and, and highlight that. Um, that's one of the first things that you learn in any – business plan or, or, or marketing class. If you find, if you live anywhere near, um, a public university, you know, university of, um, whatever, Vermont or, uh, USC or UCLA, if you live near any, any university, um, usually they have a, a department of the small business administration is somehow affiliated with that university. Call up the small business administration, said, say, where's your local office, your extension office, they will give you a free guide, a booklet on how to write a business plan and how to write a marketing plan. And you don't even have to write one. Just read these little booklets. And the reason I say university is because there's usually some kind of college or university in every state. But even if you just go to the Small Business Administration website, um, find out where their, their local extension office is. And this stuff is free. Right. 
Yeah, and there's tons of information online about writing business plans now. And, you know, a business plan can be as simple as something that you jot down on paper. Uh, It does not have to be this complicated, long thing, uh, you know, unless you're trying to borrow money, then it needs to be. But, uh, you know, the idea is to have a plan. I mean, that's, that's the basic idea is have a plan. Yeah, it's like it, just putting it down on paper actually makes it more concrete and easier to follow. It's like when you, you know, you're in class and you're taking notes. Uh, you know, you could sit there and listen to your professor teach and preach, but it actually helps um, make the information concrete in your mind if you actually write it down. Well, the same thing is true for business plans and marketing plans. Just jot things down, even if it's a to-do list. It makes such a difference um, in in your ability to follow through and be successful with the business in general or, you know, specific uh, goals. You might have, you know, two goals for the year. I want to get more clients or, or I want to train more horses. Put those two things down on paper and you would be surprised at how, how much more quickly and efficiently you'll be able to achieve those goals just by writing it down. Okay, I'm off my soapbox. Sorry. <laughs> it's a good soapbox. All right, I just well, don't want to hear people say, I can't do it. I can't I make a living at horses because you can't. And we're proof of that. The two of us are proof of that. And, right. and so is equestrianprofessional.com and women's horse industry. Right. Well, I'll tell you what, Helena, we're plain running out of time or we're going to be out of business. So um, we're going to have to wrap it up here. We'll be back again next week. And I, I, we, I am so excited about next week as well. If you remember right, and I know you will, we did a show called Extreme Horse Women, speaking of women. Oh, yes. And we had a couple of great guests on. Cassandra, the endurance rider from the West Coast, California, who was also a chip officer, a highway patrol officer in California. And we also had Liz Halliday, who is the professional race car driver and eventer. And we're having them both back to give us updates on how their year has gone and what they've accomplished in the horse world and otherwise. Are we also going to do um, an update on uh, Roz? Well, yes, I will give an update on Roz. I've been following her very closely. Roz is the one who rode the Pacific. It'd be great to get her on the show. Yeah. Uh, But I know Uh, she's traveling around right now and doing a ton of interviews because she has a new book out. But she's done. She's out of the water? She's out of the water. She she made it successfully to a little island called Tarawa or Tarawa, something like that. Um, it would give you an idea how small this island is in the Pacific. Uh, it had two flights in and out a week. <laughs> so, you know, you, you, you make one of those flights, or you don't get there. And they greeted her, and it was, it's at rozsavage.com. You can see videos of her arriving at Tarawa and the greetings she got from the natives there. Uh, she was quite a hero, and apparently her boat is being uh, put up there and repaired there and, you know, getting ready to go for the next leg, which will happen in March. She'll be rowing solo from this little island in the Pacific called Tarawa to Australia. So she has okay. one more leg to do, and then she will be the first woman to ever have rowed the Pacific. Wow. Apparently you've been following. <laughs> yes, I get her tweets and I follow her podcast she does. Uh, she actually phones it in from a satellite phone out in the water, and you hear the water sloshing around. Um, but it, it, she's quite a fascinating woman and doing it for a good cost. That's rozsavage.com. Well, and then uh, we're going to add Cassandra and Liz to that. Uh, yeah, that, which that talk about fascinating women, right? Yeah. Uh, and you can go back and listen to that previous episode. Just go on to stablescoop.com and search for Extreme Horse Women. You'll find that episode and take a listen to it uh, before we have them back again next week. 
And of course, you can follow all, us, uh, the whole Horse Radio Network family. We're at horseradionetwork.com. We have all the shows there. I do want to make a quick announcement here, Helena, that as of this week, I am resigning as the co-host of the Eventing Radio Show. Oh. And the reason I'm doing that is to allow me more time for the other shows I do. Plus, we have a very exciting announcement in that we have two great full-time professional, current professional riders that are going to be co-hosting. Um, so Chris will still be there as normal, but she will have new co-hosts, and they're going to be rotating. Uh, we have Jenny Brannigan, who's a rider out of Pennsylvania, who will be, uh, you know, she's an international rider, as well as we have Boyd Martin, who's also going to be uh, co-hosting as well. And Boyd's always a hit when he's on the show. He's been on several times. Women love Boyd. It's a great dynamic on on the dressage show now and on the eventing radio show to have current full-time riders as co-hosts because they know everybody. They know this stuff inside and out. I know. And I think it's going to be wonderful to have them on. I'm looking forward to listening to it myself. I will still be involved in the production and, and everything. The Horse Radio Network's not going anywhere. And, of course, with the 2010 uh, World Equestrian Games coming up, and I also do the 2010 radio show. I'm going to be much busier there. Things are getting really busy as far as that's concerned, and I need to devote as much time as I can to that. And, of course, Stable Scoop, hmm. our highlight of the week, Helena. Speaking of, wait a minute, let's back up for a minute yeah. before we go. Uh, speaking about WEG, is my room ready? Yes, your room is ready. And actually what we've done, because we've had so many requests now, is we've just done little police drawings on the floor. We're going to have you lay down and draw your little shape, and that will be your space that you That's get. Perfect. perfect. I, I will take a roommate. I, I, I can bunk with Beastie. How about 10 different roommates? Uh, but, I bunk with hey, well, something else. We saw our friend Rochelle. Um, and Rochelle is doing healthy, well and healthy. Yeah, she's doing great. Uh, she uh, worked with Helena up there, and we were good friends with Rochelle. Rochelle was on the 2010 radio show last week. She did an ah. interview with us as a groom. She's a groom for uh, for Poland, who uh, is a well-known uh, driver in the driving world. Just retired last week, actually. Mm-hmm. So, La- Rochelle, that's that Larry Poland? Larry Poland, and he gave us, uh, or she gave us an interview about what it's like to be an international groom. So we were very excited to have her on. And then Larry won the national championships, actually, in the pairs and then retired in the in a closing ceremony. It was very everybody's crying and it was quite heartwarming. So mm. uh, so Rochelle is now officially retired. She got to ride in the carriage during the whole ceremony they had for Larry mm. uh, because she's been with him for 10 years, I think. I know. It's been a long time. And that she's looking forward to retiring, too, as a groom. She's. She's looking forward to getting She's been running around. The, uh, honestly, I don't know where she gets the energy. But our shout out to Rochelle from both of us. And uh, thanks for having buying us dinner last week. We appreciate <laughs> it. Uh, so we'll be back again next week. You can follow us on Twitter at Horse Radio and Helena at... Oh, gosh. Helena underscore B-E-E. I remembered it this time. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> you can follow us on Facebook. Just search for Stable Scoop up in the upper right-hand corner and become a fan of the Stable Scoop radio show. See, if I were a handsome inventor, then I'd remember my own, <laughs> my own name. <laughs> and all the links from today's show will be in our show notes at StableScoop.com. Helena, we will be back again next week. We'll, we will have a new scoop. <laughs>